The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. the world your lover. Oh, that's what we're here to do, my darlings. That's what we do through my online joy school at lisamacourt.com, through my newest book, Free Your Joy, The 12 Keys to Sustainable Happiness. And it's what we're going to do right here, right now together on the Do Joy podcast, where I bring you fascinating guests with powerful insights for elevating your personal vibration. Deep lasting happiness is a skill you can learn, and I'm so honored to be on this journey with you. Happy springtime, my beautiful, beautiful listener tribe all around the globe. I really need to remember that you all are all around the globe when I talk about springtime and say I hope you're planting seeds of your desires, and I've been saying that for the last few weeks, and some of y'all are in harvest season. But most of you listeners, I believe, are in my hemisphere, so please forgive me, those who aren't, for forgetting about these seasonal differences. I have exciting news about the new book. My latest, greatest book baby that will come out on August 22nd is now available for pre-order wherever books are sold, as they say. It's called Free Your Joy, and it's a deep, deep dive into lots of the concepts we talk about here for elevating your vibration, establishing that new and improved joy set point. We're also doing monthly online workshops around the 12 keys in the book. And as always, you can find out about all that stuff at lisamacourt.com. I am so happy today to be reuniting with a friend I made over a decade ago, and our paths have just recently crossed again. Acclaimed psychic medium Joseph Labruto has been tested by Medium Channel to have an accuracy rating of over 90% in his psychic and mediumistic ability. He's received awards, naming him the best South Florida psychic, listed as one of the top 100 psychics in America. He's an author. He's been interviewed by NBC and ABC television, as well as lots and lots of radio shows and podcasts. And today we get to dig around with him about this wonderful, mysterious gift that he so highly possesses. Welcome, Joe. Thank you for having me, Lisa. Um, It's always a pleasure to be on and talk about vibrations. Yeah, vibrations, right? I mean, this is a podcast about joy, as everyone knows. And as my listeners know, I approach this topic through that vibration perspective, right? Which entails recognition of energy, which means that much of the work we do involves bringing that energetic aspect of us more into the forefront of our lives. We all have a soul, right? No one's walking around out there purely a body with no spirit inside. So becoming joyful is largely about remembering that recognizing that aspect of us more and more fully 
And that's the thread that's gotten pulled a lot here on this podcast that brings in people like yourself who deal with that aspect of us, that spirit self, that soul as, as a large part of what they do. So that's sort of the connection here between joy and psychic ability in general and channeling. And, and you know, when you build your connection to source energy, that's going to make it easier to experience the joy that you are. And then from our perspective, kind of as a side benefit, it also activates your intuition and your ability to express the kinds of gifts that you demonstrate. Completely agree, 100% on that. So, yeah. And we, you know, and we were just talking earlier about, you know, we're talking about vibrations and energies. And, you know, I, I'm known as a medium, but basically how I started off as a channel and channeling uh, masters in a trance channel and then going into a healing. And I'm always tapping into that vibration um, and always bringing that universal life force within myself to to express that. So most people know me for my mediumship abilities, but for those who really know me, who comes to my events and stuff, they can see how I work with energy, how I bring energy through. Um, there are those who can see energy um, lights within me and they call me they call me a rainbow man where they see rainbow light just kind of shining all the way through exiting out of my hands and going into people as I'm healing as well. So we have this energy force all around us and every one of us is able to tap into this universal life force. Like you said, we're a soul, we're energetic beings. And just because we're living on this earth plane as a physical being doesn't mean we can't tap into our spiritual soul self. And it's important to know that we are energetic beings. We're always connected to our higher self which is connected to the God source. And this is how communication with our loved ones are possible on the other side, as well as spirit guides and so forth too. Beautiful explanation of that, yeah. <laughs> A lot of my psychic friends like to say, you know, we're all psychic, everybody could be psychic. It's, an, it's a skill that you can build. And I believe that, but my my personal observation is that I, I feel like, you know, maybe like musical talent, it's just, comes so much more easily or naturally or early on to some people than others. I'd love to hear your you know progression, like when, when you first became aware of these gifts and what form they first took and how you honed them. Well, one thing I always teach, I, I teach a workshop, Everyone Can Learn Mediumship. Um, and what I teach about it is um, practice, practice, practice. You can have somebody who's like, for instance, I go generations in my family, eight generations of, fam of psychics and mediums and healers on my, my mother's side, which is Puerto Rican. So you can have somebody who has it built in their DNA, but doesn't do the work. And you have someone who wants to learn and practices and practice and practice will overcome the one who doesn't do the work. So really, everybody has the abilities, psychic abilities, mediumship abilities. It really depends on how much work you put into it. So if you really want to develop this, put a lot of energy into it, put a lot of work, keep practicing, work with others, and you'll see your abilities increase as you go. So I, I can vouch for that. I don't consider myself mediumistic or a psychic, but I definitely communicate with my mom and grandmother. I communicate with mm -hmm. them every day. I know that it's real communication. So I guess to the extent that it matters to you, that you that you care, that you want to develop it, you put in the effort to, to make that happen. And I guess in my world, you know, I never thought to try to develop any other kind of mediumistic ability. But but you're doing something different. You're, you're a channel 
you may not be a trance channel where you go deep into trance and bring guides through, but you're a unconscious channeling, which I call it, where you hear that voice, you get that thought, you get that inspiration, you sit there and all this stuff, all this starts to overflow, all this information, you have to get it out. That is channeling and that's what you're doing. And so you're just doing unconscious channeling where you hear your guides through the back of your head and you have these thoughts flow in, you have these ideas come into you and then you just put it out. So you are doing the work just in another way. I love that you said that so many um, <laughs> gifted people have told me that I'm a channel and I always kind of giggle about it. But with my writing, too, it's like I, I'm not writing it. I just kind of hear it and that's, write it. And that's how the books get done. That's automatic <laughs> writing right there. That's. Automatic writing is not where you hold a pen and your hand takes over, somebody takes over your hand. Automatic writing is listening to the thoughts that enter into you and however you express it on a typewriter or a computer or whatever, or writing, you hear that voice comes in, that thoughts come in, what to do. That's what automatic writing is about and that's what you're doing. Right. So in the case of a medium type of a situation, there's a deceased person that you knew that you're wanting to communicate with but it sounds like um you know in your repertoire it's not it's not always that when you're doing like a medium reading for somebody do their spirit guides ever come in that that they don't know of is it is it always what it sets out to be or once you go up there is it just kind of a crapshoot who you get (laughs) well um all right and I, I keep things organized in my mediumship work. It's like have, having people stand in line in spirit. Um, I am known, I, I'm known with this ability that's called a direct dial. As a direct dial, I ask the person, what? no names, no descriptions, just a relationship with a person like mom, dad, brother, sister, son, daughter, husband, wife. Once I know that, 98% of the time I'm able to tap into that person. It's like having a phone book. Oh, I wanna hear from my husband. I wanna hear from my mom and my sister. Then I bring all three of them in through for them. So it's like I call them, I line them up, I know who's coming through. I bring the ones they want to hear from first. Anybody else I call icing of the cake who comes in through them. Now, if it's a very spiritual person, metaphysical person, I should say, who's interested in spirit guides and things, um, and they kind of mention, you know, I, I always wondered who my guides are and stuff, then I shift and I can connect into their higher self and I can communicate with their guides and I can get some information through about who their guides are, their purpose in life and why they're here. So it's kind of organizing different things. And then the healing aspect, I shift again and I tune into these healing guides that work with me from archangels to masters and I tune into them to bring in the healing through. So it's different categories that I have for when I do my mediumship, for my healing, for my channeling and for my teaching. So. Exciting. I'm, I'm very exciting, uh, excited. Listeners, tomorrow night I'm going to go uh, to, to one of Joseph's galleries. I had been like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, I don't even remember how long ago, and was blown away then by the abilities, but it's been a really long time, so I'm excited to go experience that again. That's, that's really a treat. And most people um, have seen a difference in 10, 15 years where now I have this ability where I call the... I call it mental mediumship, where the loved ones will blend in with me, and I my movements will be like them, my speech, how I say things. So I tell people, just be aware that the person may blend with me and talk directly to you. And so I have that ability to do that too. 
So. That's going to be super adorable <laughs> if my Polly comes through. The listeners know who I'm talking about, and that will be very, very cute if you become a 99 little <laughs> southern woman. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I have, I, have, I have before, so you never know. <laughs> so, yep. so here's something I, that, um, that I, I notice when I talk to my grandmother, who passed last year, just last year, and we were very, very close. And um, my mom, I had been talking to for over 10 years. She, she died 10 years ago. But now I talk to them both over there. And it seems to me that like they have their same mannerisms and ways of talking to me and addressing me. And, you know, I definitely recognize, oh, that's something they would say. And also, they seem like a little more tapped in, tuned in, a little bit more of a, a spiritual perspective than I remember them having down here so I always wonder you know is that me kind of like superimposing things on them or is there just an automatic evolution of consciousness when you cross over we start off when you talk about evolution of consciousness our consciousness has always been there it's always been high we know everything we're very enlightened we are godlike so to say when we come here to this I call it the play of life on this earth cosmic karmic growth this is where we forget everything. We forget about our high learning. We forget about it. We come here for lessons. It's like this person wants to try something out. Oh, I have never experienced this type of pain before. I want to come to this earth to experience this pain. So everything that we are high, high consciousness and we're connected to, we forget about. And we're here through this little plane. But once we pass and we return home again, we remember everything. And we kind of look back. When they say our lives flash in front of us, it does. But we, when it flashes in front of us, it's the lessons to learn, like, okay, what did I do in this lifetime and what do I need to improve if I decide to reincarnate back again? So, wow. so everybody returns to who they are, godlike again, and remembers everything. This is why you get messages from your relatives that are more, they sound like more higher beings and more enlightened. It's because they return to them's true self again, who were enlightened beings. I love that perspective. And one thing you said, I wanted to pull on. Oh, you said that um, a, a, a being up there might decide, I want to come down and experience this particular kind of pain. This is something that's always fascinated me too, because I, I know that, or it's my perception that nobody really knows for sure this stuff, but I know a lot of spiritual teachers talk about, you know, that we make these life plans and... It, it's helpful when you're trying to wrap your head around non-duality and acceptance of all the atrocities that that happen here and how can source you know be okay with <laughs> with, with everything that's happening as always my perception is that source doesn't condemn and doesn't say that there's anything wrong so is that part of it is that is it the best the best way you have to look at it is we're in a virtual reality game and we choose our we choose our program on what we want to play. If we want to go back into the movie, The Matrix, the same thing, where we choose the conditions, the lifestyle, and what we want to experience. And we come here to learn these experiences. So with Source, they kind of step aside. They want to go on this ride, this fantasy ride, and let them go on that fantasy ride. Let let us learn what we need to learn through it. But then when it's our time to return home again, then the ride is over and we become who we are to our true selves in my book is there more to life than what we know i kind of write that we have a higher self and a lower self but when the two emerges as one we become self so it's important to know that 
you know, we have a higher and our lower self is who we are now, and a higher self is our 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 godlike. But when we pass away, we merge into one, and we become our true selves from there. And that's what that meaning is. That's beautiful. So the whole kind of leap that we make, it's a, a one and done. It's when we cross over. It's not like we continue to gain in spiritual wisdom and understanding the, the longer we're over there. <laughs> well, when we're over there, we just review what we have done and whatever experience that we learned here, we kind of, it, it goes into our, like we have a computer hard drive, so to say, it goes into our hard drive of memory. And like, for instance, if you know somebody who battled cancer and passed away um, here, they, when they choose to come back again, okay, I experienced cancer. I know the pain. I'm not going to do that this time. I want to do something different when they reincarnate again. Mm. So there is value in all of our experiences is what I feel exactly. like you're saying. Exactly. Because a lot of Earth, yeah, we have to remember the Earth is the hardest place here on Earth. And the billions of galaxies out there and worlds, Earth is known as the karmic growth, the schoolhouse karmic growth. Um, so it is the hardest place to learn and grow and most suffering here is earth. So when they talk about hell, hell is what we're living today. This is, this is what our adversity says. This is what we have to learn and we have to go through. But once we're done and we shed this physical body and return into godlike spirit form, then all that's behind us. And it's all a lesson that we learned. Beautiful. That's really, that's a lot to, to think about. So one of the things that um, some of my podcast guests have talked about and something that we, we play with in Joy School sometimes is receiving signs, receiving signs from the universe, mm -hmm. receiving signs from um, our, our deceased loved ones. Mm -hmm. Are, is that something that you ever teach or help your clients with? Or it's, it's mm -hmm. easy to think yeah, I, like I, it's yeah, our imagination, I, right? <laughs> I feel like I'm bugging my books here. Last one was, is there more to life than what we know? This one, the next book is Speaking to Heaven, which I wrote. Yeah, plug and I talk about, <laughs> And I talk about signs. I, what signs are, anything that triggers a memory of a loved one is a sign. You know, it could be going into a restaurant and smelling marinara sauce and then saying, oh, it reminds me of my grandma. It's basically like that. That is a sign. So anything that triggers a memory of someone is a sign. Um, but then they have a tendency, um, I know when loved ones first pass away the first year, they're very strong, very earthbound, and they'll do things like lights will dim on and off in the house, certain smells will come, come in and out. And I just have stories that people tell me, like sometimes their phone will ring with that deceased person's phone number, like a missed phone call and things like that. So those are signs to look out for from the universe. Now, that is from spirit. That's from loved ones that are crossed over. Now, signs from spirit guides are completely different. They kind of nudge us where we need to go. If we find that we need a learning experience about something, like if we're doing something enlightened, um, for instance, they'll kind of shove or put the right person and walk into your path. Um, they always say, when the student's ready, the master will come. So this is how spirit guides will work with you. So two different things with signs from spirit guides and loved ones. They do two different things. So with loved ones, they're just kind of wanting you to remember them and feel their presence and know that they're with you. And then your your guides are more about steering you to fulfill your purpose here and your, exactly. you know, what's, what's right for you. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's it. You got it. And I don't know if, um, if, if this is your perspective as well, but in my joy school, when it comes up, you know, anybody's skeptical about like, well, how could just the right thing appear at just the right, you know, time just supernaturally occurring, 
in my path. Um, in Joy School, we talk a lot about the filter of perception that we're all seeing the world through, how each of us sees the world through a keyhole. None of our keyholes are lined up the same, so we're all experiencing these unique realities based on the 400 billion bits of information that are available and the tiny little bit that can come through. So what it's always felt like to me is that what's happening with science is just that our wise inner knowing, that divine part of us in that moment, or our spirit guides, is taking control of the keyhole and just lining up our awareness with something meaningful so that it can deliver that message, which kind of makes it more more uh, digestible for people who don't like the idea that there's just something placed in our external reality, like as though it just, you know, was, was supernaturally created there. It might just be more a, a matter of focusing our attention on a thing that would have been there either way, but we would have missed it if we didn't have that sort of energetic nudge. Is that, is that at all the way you look at it? or? Yeah, but to me, that's more of a smaller aspect of thing. It's like, for instance, if you're driving a car on a windy road and at night, and you only can see the headlights in front of you, but all of a sudden you're flying in a helicopter above that car, you can see the whole road ahead of you. That is a difference. So when you look in a keyhole, you're only seeing a little limited of much. But if you brought or opened that, if you open that door, and look in the door, you see everything. And that's the concept, is to open yourself to everything. Don't be scared. If you're looking just in a little keyhole, you're only gonna see what's in front of you. But if you open that door wide, you're gonna see your whole future, your path, everything that you need to do. And that's the key to life. Right, expanding that keyhole. <laughs> Are there yeah. any little tricks or tips or exercises that you have to help people expand the keyhole? Well, I find that a lot of people have fear and doubt, and that's that's the things that's going to limit you to expand the keyhole. I've put all fears and doubts in a basket, have trust and faith that this could happen. We are all strong manifestors. We can manifest what we need in this lifetime if you have trust and faith. So what you need to do is open up and say, what do I have in store? Where do I see myself 10 years from now? Where do I see myself 20 years from now? You're broadening it. Out instead of what I see myself next year, you're broadening out that keyhole in that thing. But I find that people are scared of knowing, mm. and just just put that that fear of not knowing um, aside because what you know is only going to help you. And this is where free will comes in. If you open that keyhole and open that door, and you see something about yourself that you're not happy about doesn't mean that reality has to be your reality because we have the free will to change things and we can say okay i don't like where i'm going to be five years from now i need to just maybe go to school and get a degree and then i like where i am so i shift my i change my plan i shift my journey into to that so my reality is different so when you go into this place of self-inquiry and you want to see what your five year out or ten year out what it's going to look like that's just a projection of if my energetic signature stays the way it is right now this is what would be projected into my future if if my vibration doesn't shift or change in any way exactly that's what we call about vibrational frequency we have to change the energy we see ourselves going down this one path and that's where our frequency is and we're not crazy about the path it's going in we can always say all right i want to take another path i want to take that fork in the road and go this way and i'm going to put my mind into it and i'm going to put my trust and faith that I'm going to go down this next path. And that's all it takes. Is that's the When you put your trust and faith in it, that's the manifestation. 
and you're manifesting a whole new world for yourself. Trust and faith is manifestation for sure. I love that. Okay, that sounds like home play, y'all. So I hope you paid attention there. You're going to get to your quiet place. You're going to get all centered, and you're going to project yourself five years out, ten years out, whatever calls to you, and see what you see. And just kind of honor that and have the trust and faith that you're you're seeing something accurately. And, you know, that this is where your energy is right now. No judgment, no shame or blame. If it's something you don't like, it's just good, good knowledge to have, good information so that you can do something about that energetic signature that you're sending out. That's how it works. I like that. Thank you. That's a good one. <laughs> good, good, good. So. I, I do a workshop called, it's past life regression, but it's also future life um, progression. So when we go into the future life progression, this is where people can see where they are in life and they can change it. And that's why I teach in that workshop is how to change your future from the progression part. Past lives we can't change, but when we go into our past life, we can see what's affecting us in this life that we've brought in from a past life and to let it go and to heal and to forgive. And then we go into the future and then from the future we can heal or we can fix that whatever's going to happen if we need to change things or we can change i should say if we have to change so that's a neat workshop that does sound like a neat workshop and i know when you say um future life projection you mean within this earthbound yeah future life progression is your soul here it's not it's not future lives and different lives your past lives are past lives different incarnations and things because um, when I do the past lives, I always say, were you a male, female at that time? Where are you? Where, where, what lessons you learned? In the future, you're your same self. You go as many years you want. How old do you look? How's your health at this thing? And do you need to change anything? Mm-hmm. And that's what we ask ourselves and we get the answers back in the future life progression. That sounds lovely. This is a little bit of a, a trippy concept, but um, I was having this conversation with a podcast guest. I can't remember who it was. It was a while back that in the whole, you know, time is a continuum and, and there is no time in the other dimensions. I, I had asked, are there future lives that that we could have lived, you know, in, in terms of what we consider the timeline, the calendar here on Earth? Because mm-hmm. for some of us, it feels almost like, and I, I guess I'm talking now about light workers, light bringers, people who, who really, really have a clear vision of a future here on earth that is much more spiritually oriented and, and, and higher vibration than the one that we currently have. Is it possible that these are people who have lived in future realities and seen that earth and have come back to live at this time? What do you think about that? That's kind of like a, a different trippy take on it. <laughs> uh, and you can also add multiple dimensions into yeah. different lives and their souls because you're multi-dimensional, multi-dimensional beings. You can live um, other lifetimes and then it's still filling your same soul. So you have these multiple lives elsewhere and they say that the earth there's no time and stuff you know you can go back into the 1800s and relive and your soul is living there when you talk about multiple the multiple dimensions and different things what the concept of what you're saying too is in the future we have all these little different strands different paths different avenues and we choose and we wave like okay i don't want to do this i don't want to marry this person i want i'm gonna miss that so you miss that path and you go this person i want to marry so you go down that other path so it's like 
we have choices. Uh, this old different paths are laid out. You have to look at. Imagine the old west when they had little signs on the dirt road, like this way to um, Tucson, this way to Dallas. So, <laughs> you know, we have that opportunity too as souls that we see these signs and saying, okay, which path do I want for my future? Where do I want to go? And then we have a choice to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And and so my idea about some of us having lived future lives, you're sort of saying that might just be other dimensional, other dimensions. That That's we, yeah. The future lives is probably another aspect of who you are, and you're connecting to that in a different reality. Right. So you may have a life in the future, twenty years from now, for instance, and your higher self is connecting to the person who is twenty years older than who you are, or twenty years and another person you reincarnate to, and that's just your higher self connecting into that and feeding it in. So, Fascinating. Yeah. What do you think about ancestral healing? This is reminding me of how people talk about like healing ourselves right here and this here and now not only heals future generations from not picking up our wounding, but it, it, it heals backwards too. Um, yeah, um, ancestral. Yeah, going back to the ancestors, it does heal um, as well. You may carry this burden for years and years. Um from your ancestors and then all of a sudden you um did a healing you did a for instance if you're from an ancestry that wasn't in good faith or um just bad people let's just say and then all of a sudden you are the best person to can be you help others and stuff what you're doing is is you're healing your your ancestral karmic um lesson and that's what you're doing and where's it's like when they say the buck stops here the buck stops with you and whatever happened in the past is a past, and you're starting you're starting a new vibration for that ancestry of being in the right path. So I always use the Star Wars energy from the dark side to the light, and how Darth Vader left the dark side into the light because he just changed, you know, his son um, changed the whole ancestry of it. So and that's a good example for people to see. It is nice when there's something we can point to like that to, to make those, yeah. those points more mm. clear. That's, that's lovely. Mm. So I assume you're in regular contact with, with guides, your own guides, Joseph's mm-hmm. guides. Is, okay. Is there like, um, you know, how does that look? Is that a daily touch-in? Are there main main things that they've shared with you that they want you to share with us? In, in well... The- well, I'm in constant communication 24-7. It's not like I have to go into trance. It's like you too. You hear the voices, you know what to write, you know questions to answer. You're always constant communication with your guides and our guides and stuff. Um, so when I do the work here, it's, it depends on what I'm doing. I teach, I do a workshop, or an event, I should say, called Meet the Ascended Masters, where I actually blindfold myself, I go into trance, and then you see my voice change, and these guides, for different personalities, multiple personalities will come through me to teach. Um, in fact, I'll be doing that at the Energy Center in May. Um, they, they wanted me to come and channel the Ascended Masters. And so their lessons are their lessons will be taught when I channel them through. So that's a, another way that I connect with them, is through my trance channeling. And then when I'm writing, um, I hear the thoughts and I do my automatic writing and all that comes through. So I'm connecting with my guides that way. When I'm healing people, it's a whole different aspect. I could feel the whole room filled. I could feel the whole room being filled with my guides and walking around. And then they possess me too. When I go to each person, I put my hands on their shoulders and lower back. 
and I could feel um, my main guide, Indigo, who works with me, um, working through me on people. So they're just, they interact in different ways. Mm. So. so it's not like they have like particular messages that they've entrusted you with to go spread this message, Joe, to the, the people here. Yeah, they're, back to my book, Is There More to Life Than What We Know? There's a lot of messages for, from my guides to the people here about what is to come, about ascension, about how to prepare ourselves for ascension and how to, like I said, let go of fear and to trust more and to be the better person, to live by that golden rule, do unto others as you would do unto yourself. That our journey here in this earth is to make ourselves the better person we are, the more enlightened we become. You don't have to be very spiritual or anything. You just got to be a good person, do good things. And that's all it takes um, to ascend into a higher realm. And this is what the guides are working with us. Mm, that's beautiful. Well, is there anything we didn't touch on? I want to make sure that uh, anything that you want to share with the audience is imparted today. Well, we talked about frequency and vibrational and guides and stuff. We really never really talked about loved ones that are crossed over. Oh, yeah, let's talk and, about that. <laughs> and, you know, and one thing I always teach, I, it, it's hard when we lose someone very close and we feel that they're not a part of us anymore. But in reality, they're more part of us than we are with them because they're I always tell the people, um, if you look at the sun, the sun shines here in Miami, it shines in New York, the same sun. That is how our loved ones are. They could be everywhere at one time. So you can communicate with them no matter where you are in this world. You can always speak to them. I always teach heaven is within our heart. This is where I hear them. This is where everyone else can hear your loved one is from the heart. Um, when we lose somebody, for instance, and we had um, maybe the person, so a lot of times I'll do a reading and the person doesn't want to hear from a person because that person wasn't a good person here. They'll come through with love and forgiveness and asking for forgiveness. And that's the healing. What happens is as a medium, we're able to bring, we're a bridge between the two or a mediator between the two where those in spirit know they messed up they saw the life they saw the people they hurt the family members and the ones here on this earth are hurt over the whole situation so the one in spirit will come through a medium saying that they're sorry please forgive me i realize what i have done so that person here on this earth can live the rest of their life knowing that that person feels sorry and and already apologized and can uplift that so that's the beautiful that's the beautiful part of mediumship of connecting with the loved ones. It's healing. It's not just saying your grandmother's okay and she loves you. A lot of time it's deeper. You may have someone who committed suicide and was in pain that will come through saying, I'm okay, I've learned my lesson, don't worry about me, and talk about all the positive stuff that happened in his life and how that person impacted his life. That's that's the whole beauty of mediumship. Yeah, it really really can be hugely healing. Yes. <laughs> Beautiful. And you do all these events and galleries and live things. You, I assume, also do private readings for people. Is that something that can be conducted online? Um, yeah. Well, my office is in Boca Raton. Um, it's been there for 15 years, and I've been doing my private sessions there. Um, I, I have a national Canada. I'm very famous in Canada for some reason. <laughs> um, so, but I have a national exposure where I do Zoom readings, and this is like the setup I have when I do my Zoom readings. 
And um, yeah, so I, I, I do this all around the world. Perfect. So for the listeners who are all around the world wanting to uh, book a reading with you, they go to your website. Exactly. Ourjourneyoflife.com. Ourjourneyoflife.com. There you go. And that's where they can um, book a session with me as well. And for those of the, those, I travel a lot. I do a lot of workshops and events. So see when I come into your area. And I, I have a ton of workshops that I do. So to help, in, you know, help enlightenment, increase enlightenment from there's contacting your angel, learn to speak to angels and spirit guides workshop. Um, there's everyone can learn mediumship and there's past life regression, future life progression. Um, I also have unlock your psychic abilities workshop is too. And for the events that I do is the speaking to heaven event where I bring your loved ones through from the other side, uh, meet the ascended masters where I go into trance and you'll meet my spirit guides. They'll talk one-on-one with you, um, in a group and they'll give you life lessons of where you need to be. They'll tell people not knowing about them. They'll tell them about their life and what's going on and everything and what to correct. Um, then I have the divine healing of the Ascended Masters where I bring the Ascended Masters into the room for healing of people, mind, body, and soul type healing. Either you're going through depression, sadness, or physical ailments, or just want to get a closer connection with God. This is what that's about. And the last is um, I do a transfiguration seance, and I do this around Halloween time where I, I call myself Man in Black. I, drop, I dress in nothing but black. I'm in a black dark room with a black curtain with a red light and I actually can, um, you'll see ectoplasma start to build, my face will start to change into different loved ones. You'll see people will start to recognize their loved ones come through as my face starts to change in front of them. So that's another event that I do too as well. Wow, that's quite a repertoire. So some of those are are more um, demonstrations of psychic ability, some are channeling, some are mediumistic abilities. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. And I'm working on a new workshop that I was told to work on. Um, I, I, in Sarasota, I have a second home. I call it Spirit University. And Victoria is wonderful. She's always given me these ideas. She said, okay, the next workshop you need to do is how can intuitives heal um, and increase their energy, their vibrations, and, and stay healthy? And so that's the next concept I'm going to try to work on for the next workshop. Is that because empaths and highly sensitive people, it's, it's hard to protect your energy because either it's, it, it's so permeable? It is. Um, it's very draining and it's very hard to protect and I have to teach that. I find myself, when I do mediumship readings, um, I'm a type of medium that likes to get in with the audience. I don't like to be up on the stage and stay there. I have to go in there. I got to hug that person. I got to, like my mental mediumship, for instance, if I have a husband coming through, he will merge with me. And then I will go to his wife, I'll give him the biggest hug, and I will talk to her in her ear and say exactly what he would say to her. So mm. And she'll look at me and say, my husband used to say that all the time to me. I said, I know, that's why I had to hug you and whisper in your ear oh, <laughs> what he my had to goodness. say. Oh, but beautiful. that takes that takes up a lot of energy. I find myself, it's like I'm a battery, and once I do that, my battery goes zoop, almost empty. Oh. So this is what the things we have to work on where we protect ourselves, where our energy is not drained, and we keep our vibration high. That's another thing. It's in the works now. I got it in my mind. And the another workshop is a, for couples. And um, my girlfriend and I are working on this one where um, talking about, um, you know, the Kundalini and the spiral and connecting and having more closer energetic connection with your partner. 
and everything. So I'm pretty much halfway done with this workshop, written down and, and all the aspect of different exercises partners can do with each other to intune each other's and feelings and emotions and vibrations. So that's another workshop that's in the works too. <laughs> Fabulous. Yeah, that Kundalini Tantra stuff is, is really fun and juicy. Oh, yeah. Love that stuff. <laughs> yeah. So that's another thing I'll be teaching. I needed a partner to do that. I had it in the back works for years because, you know, after my divorce, I never had that partner. But now I have that partner that I could teach that with now. Good so. manifesting. Good on you. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for spending this time today, and thank you for the gift that you are bringing to the world. How lucky we are to have you in uh, in in this world, and and me to have you right down here in South Florida with me. I'm I'm really <laughs> looking forward to tomorrow night. And um, listeners, go have a beautiful few weeks. You got your home play. You know how to follow up with Joe. Ourjourneyoflife.com. There you go. Have a good few thank weeks, you, y'all. Much love. Thank you, Lisa. Deepest gratitude and love to you, my beautiful listener tribe, with representation in 30 countries all across the globe. I'm so honored to spend this time with you. If you're wondering about my online events, my books, joining my Joy School community, all of that is waiting for you at lisamccourt.com. I look forward to connecting with you there. Much love. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.